Hello. Hi, it's me, Stephanie. Welcome to the InvestaVision podcast second series. It's all about exploring transitions in life, in careers, in expertise, and our creative spirits. It's all about taking a vision and making it a reality, making it happen through investing time, energy, creativity, money, and curiosity. Let's share our journeys. Let's get going. Welcome to episode two of InvestaVision's second series. Getting feedback from the first episode, I was asked to clarify a few important points. One, what is the purpose of the podcast? It is mainly to discuss career and work-life balance transitions, and this second series will focus on my own. I want to share with you the process of structuring transition into something new, meeting unexpected obstacles, and yet persevering to achieve a goal or vision. My particular story is all about my transition from the world of finance to self-publishing a children's book story in English and German and what it takes. Going from having a platform which provided a product and service for me to sell to creating my own product and an underlying platform. And going from selling the intangible, mainly investment ideas, to selling something tangible, a children's book. I'm hoping you, the audience, may be inspired to explore your own work-life transitions and eventually share them with me, making it an interactive process. The podcast is part of the new platform, a way to use my voice to market InvestaVision and my books. Second, who should listen to and participate in this podcast? Who is the target audience? Again, it is anyone contemplating or even going through a transition in their work and in their lives. Why? What are the new goals and visions and what does it take to achieve them? And you will discover the investment is not so much financial, but more inspiration, creativity, perseverance, and joy or balance. Real satisfaction of achievement. And of course, people interested in children's books and perhaps contemplating creating their own and or self-publishing. Three, I was also told that I had not clarified why two books, Steph Finds a Friend in English and Steph Findet Einen Freund in German. Why the two languages? For those who don't know me, I am an American living in Berlin, Germany. I spent most of my financial advisory career in Germany, experiencing the historical fall of the wall in Berlin in 1989 and its aftermath, which turned out to be my claim to fame. My vision at the start of my career was to work internationally advising institutional investors on the benefits of diversifying their portfolios in especially European equities. Starting in the beginning of the 80s on Wall Street, investing internationally was an emerging concept. I was a pioneer. I mentioned in the first episode, which was all about transitioning into a new vision of publishing a children's book, that it made sense to create it in my mother tongue, English, and stumbled into creating a German version. I discussed it in the first episode, the challenge of not putting a told story into writing, but not just putting a told story into writing, but then also into another language. Both challenges were thoroughly unexpected and formidable. Still, it made more sense to have a German book when being based here. 
Through creating a German version and marketing it, I have also discovered, despite all the years living here, communicating in German, especially written German, remains a challenge for me. This challenge hasn't stopped me. It has actually taught me that every challenge is a learning process, sometimes having to pick oneself up after stumbling and carrying on is the adventure, the journey. Just do it. This whole process has actually inspired me to produce this podcast also in German. Finally, why invest a vision? Doesn't the word invest connotate finance and money? And because I come from the world of finance, some think the podcast must be all about that. It is actually the antithesis of that. When we transition into new careers or occupations, set new goals, there are many other, mostly soft factors to consider, in particular those mentioned in the intro. Mostly starting by setting the new vision or goal. That is half the battle, and you know it will be something new and fit better to bettering your current situation. Again, no worthwhile endeavor is achievable without some sort of investment. InvestaVision is exploring all kinds of investment vehicles besides money and identifying the talent and unique skills to make the vision a reality and creating positive returns. This is my message. Today I have the perfect guest who joined me on the journey and gave extra life to the story with his fantastic illustrations, the book's illustrator, Christian Ryle. Actually, when prepping for this podcast, I assumed Christian is also going through his own transition from fashion design and retail to full-time illustrator. He contested that description. Still, today we get the artist's perspective. In a way, the two of us stumbled into this project. Hello, Christian. Hello, Stephanie. Thank you for inviting me to the podcast, and thank you for this nice glass of rosé wine. Cheers, Christian. Cheers. I also brought cake. My husband Roy has made cake for us. So um, we have a party here, I said. Yeah, we have a party for our podcast. Let's get started. Let's get started. So, Christian, please tell our audience how we first met. We first met in my shop, in our shop. I ran it with my husband Roy. It was a clothing shop and you were our customer. Right, so we met there. Beautiful and clothes, yeah. Thank you very much. And yeah, we um, set eyes on each other and we liked each other right away, I think. It was a magical moment, right? So in that time, you didn't know that I was also an illustrator already and drawing, right? And then I was out walking my dog. We were in the same neighborhood and you came out of a building where I was drawing for a graphic novel. And I thought you must live there. Yes. And you said, no. I wish. it was. A, it's a fantastic old building from the 1900s. And um, it's, uh, it, was a, it was an interior drawing session that I had there for a graphic novel that was um, placed in the 1930s in Nazi Germany. So I wanted to get the right atmosphere and the right, you know, um, um, rooms and how they lived and this is an original apartment so I was allowed to draw there for yeah. this graphic novel perfect yeah. and you said no I'm, this is my studio right. and I draw I'm an illustrator and I go whoa I have been looking for an illustrator because I created a children's book but isn't it fantastic that we 
ran into each other in front of that house because I believe these moments only happen a few times in a lifetime, you know, that you run in. I mean, we ran into each other. We had this conversation about drawing and you had a story you wanted to have illustrations for and I was ready to provide them for you. We were the perfect match in that moment. Yeah. It yeah. might have never happened otherwise, right? Yeah, Cheers was, to that. It was, it, was, it was luck. It was luck, yeah. And what's interesting is how difficult it is to find an illustrator. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 In Besonders, in, in Besonders, in especially for books, mm -hmm. uh, for children's books, because I learned later that publishers really want to use their own illustrators. That's true, especially the big companies. And so as an author, I didn't have a chance to have an influence unless I did it myself. Yeah, but there's an ocean of illustrators out there. You see them on Instagram, on Facebook and everywhere. You you know, you can Google Illustrator and there, and there. I'm also um, a member of the Illustratorenorganisation and um, you know, if you Google there, you find illustrators. So there are platforms where you find them. What was so difficult for you? I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm changing the interview now. <laughs> I'm asking no, that's, you now. No, no, it's okay. that's okay because um, I just assumed my sister's uh, an artist, a drawer. She's done children's mm -hmm. uh, stuff before. And I just assumed she would do it for me. And she said immediately, no. Family. Family. <laughs> And then she explained it to me later that she would do all the work and then I'd take it to a publisher and they, would take, they wouldn't take her work, but they would take the story. Mm -hmm. And that just didn't That's... appeal to me at all. I wanted to to be my story and I wanted it to have... What's the whole point if they don't take your story? Because well, that's no, what you did. No, they would take the story maybe, but not her illustration. Oh, so she okay. would do all Sorry. the work mm -hmm. without I understand. the reward. And so she said immediately, no, she didn't want to waste her time. Okay. So that's, that was interesting. And so I did approach a few illustrators, but I didn't have the magic that we encountered. Yes. It, it, was, it was a difficult task. It had taken me a couple years, I think. And then it only took us 100 meters of walk together and we had all settled, right? Yes. We knew exactly how we wanted yes. to do it. Yes. Isn't that funny? Yes. And so <laughs> that can be part of the... I think it's magical. That can be part of, you know, starting a new, a new project is that you have to have a certain element of luck to go with it. And we found that luck with each other. Right. So, thank you, Christian, for joining me on this it's project. It's a pleasure. Come on. Yeah. I love this. And I had read in the first episode of the podcast, the beginning, this, that, that Steph, the only baby elephant in his herd, goes out to his first exploration in search of someone or something to play with and stumbles into meeting Chris. And this is also a funny coincidence that we use or I used our names, and it was only to be temporary, but then it kind of fit. Yeah, there's Steph a lot of stumbling in a creative life, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and also in our story. So it's, right. uh, it's quite interesting, and it's not, I don't think it should be a reflection of vanity or anything like that, but uh, it's just, my, my husband even said that you don't want, you want to have gender-neutral names which is a very important theme these days. And these two names could be boy or girl or 
whatever, Steph and Chris are the main characters in the in the in the story. Stephanie and Christian, no? Stephanie and Christian. <laughs> and my That's son. That's a coincidence. Yeah. Though. And my son who inspired the story is Christopher. So yeah. It's interesting. And Steph stumbles into meeting Chris in his adventure, and he is as a baby elephant, and he's convinced that Chris is also a baby elephant trunk, and that this trunk is missing his head and body. What, what kind of an imagination he has. But he was so determined to find a friend and find maybe a friend that he can relate to, so he made Chris his friend. Mm-hmm. And so the idea with this podcast is to convert or transform this story that was created by you and me into our own stories. So it's interesting how you can put something personal even in, into a kids book I'm saying, you know, you you might think ingredients for a kids book are simple, you know, it's simple thinking and all of this but you put your own life thing uh, things experiences whatever happens to you in a little bit into the story and yeah. it makes it even more vivid and yeah. more alive and it's it's kind of natural mm-hmm. you know you take your experiences so yes. for almost everything and here christian i want to read a part of the story steph finds a friend which also i am sure inspired your illustrations At the crack of dawn, Steph takes off in the tall grass towards the jungle. He is one happy little elephant that day. Bouncing through the grass and chasing a butterfly up in the air, suddenly he trips, flies through the air, and tumbles to the ground. Womp! He shakes his head, opens his eyes wide, and sees something, something quite exciting, a gray squiggly thing. Wow! It's a baby elephant trunk, just like mine. Steph separates the grass over the trunk and can't believe his eyes. He walks around the squiggly thing, the baby elephant trunk hiding in the tall grass. Whoa, where's the rest of you? Where's your head? Where's your body? He toots out loud. Surprised, the squiggly thing hisses and sticks out its tongue. How weird. But Steph doesn't care. He has found a friend. Steph toots out, I'm Steph. What's your name? I'm Chris. Let's go, Chris. Let's go search for the rest of you. They start their exploration. Steph bounces through the grass so his mom can see him with Chris, the baby elephant trunk, swerving behind him. Suddenly, Steph runs into another kind of trunk, sticking in the ground. Whoops, excuse me, Steph calls out, flustered and taking a step back. And poof, a feathery head pops out of the ground and spots Steph and Chris. Who's that bumping against me, asks the feathery head. I'm Steph, the little elephant, and this is Chris, the little elephant trunk. He is my friend. We are searching for his head and body. He lost them somewhere around here. I'm Ozzy. I'm an ostrich, she says. Ozzy wants to run away from fright when she sees Chris, but has to laugh instead. An elephant trunk. And Ozzy is a nice ostrich and says, 
I will do a quick search through the grass for you. Ozzy dashes off. She comes back after a short while and says, She unfortunately couldn't find anything. The little friends are sad. Ozzy gets an idea. Go to the pond near to the jungle and ask there. Ask who? asks Steph. But Ozzy is gone. <laughs> That's a really nice part in the story. I really like the ostrich very much. And I remember how I drew him. Drew her. She was she was so fluffy, you know, and to draw feathers like that. And I'm very acrybic. I'm very detailed, you know. And the feathers are so fluffy and soft. And I was so happy with my work, really. Cheers to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she is magnificent. She's a stage character in many ways. And what I thought of with Ozzy disappearing mm -hmm. like that was the old cartoons with the Roadrunner and meep. the Coyote. <laughs> and they were always disappearing yes. and, and with a flash. And this is what this part of the story reminded me of too. And here they had to, they were the, the kids, Steph and Chris were again on their own and had to carry on with their search for the rest of Chris. And I like it that you take the Looney Tunes as, a, as an example. Yeah, yeah. Because who doesn't right. love the Warner, Warner um, cartoons, Brothers. right? Yeah. They're yes, wonderful. Yes, yes. You know. And so they go back on their journey, and it's um, this is what you and I are experiencing also today, but we're, we're having a journey with our book, with the me with my self-publishing, you with developing your illustration reputation. And it it just feels good. It feels good, I would say. So Christian, when we did meet and mm -hmm. we both decided to transition and, and start our new projects individually, mine was dealing with retiring and not being ready to retire mm -hmm. and having new challenges and maybe trying to earn some on the side. And yours, what was your? You keep saying transition. Transition, I don't see it so much as a transition for myself because it, you know, making this book with you is not so much different uh, to what I had done before. And um, what I'm doing now is not so different. I was designing, yes, I was selling clothes. I was running a shop, true, but my designing The designing part was always very important. I always had to um, create a story around my designs. I always made sure there's not only a jacket on my piece of paper, there's a person in it with eyes, you know, there's an environment. It got a name, I gave them names, you know, my customers know that. <laughs> so um, yes, I was, I'm, I was making them three-dimensional when I, when I had them sewn. You know, the jacket became three-dimensional. That's not happening now. But um, I do always tell a story. And drawing is a major part of my work. So, um, yeah, it's, it has always been the center of my creativity to use the pencil and draw. There is a bunch of drawings. After that, I filled a shop with clothes yeah. from those drawings, you know. And then was the fun different or uh, with the shop and is that one of the reasons you decided that it might be best to just concentrate on your 
design um, and, and... First of all, fun is a major part of my life. Yeah. You know, but it's not like I'm running through the streets and I'm funny and, and I have fun. No, no, no. But yes, I want to enjoy my work and I enjoy the freedom of having decided that I want to work what I want. It's not that I have the freedom. You need to decide to have the freedom. You need to decide to live the way you live. And for me, I chose to live as a person who is creative and, and has, you know, ideas in the head and brings them in this case to paper and um, that is a lot of fun of course yeah I just find and we discuss it in parts of this podcast that moving from I had to move from an intangible profession to something tangible the mm -hmm. book is something you can feel and you can present yes, I love and, it too. and you can uh, get feedback right. in that respect a and product right a product yes and you are kind of going the other way kind of with having this product this clothing design seeing it on the people seeing them like it or or not and then turning more to the two-dimensional you're going from three-dimensional to two-dimensional that's why i give my drawings so much depth Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I try to really not keep them two-dimensional. I want people to want to walk into a drawing. You know, I want them to see the depth, the, the width of the of the um, prairie, the the, the um, African landscape. You know, it was important for me yeah. that it's not just an ostrich standing there on a yellow, you know, underground. It's the savanna, and there is a there's a far landscape and the kids who look at it and even the grown-ups I noticed they um, look in the eyes of the um, you know of the creatures of the participants and they want to they want to like see more of the soul of them you know these things are important or behind there is a hill I want to wonder what is behind that hill you know it generates the curiosity that yeah. is very important in the story mm -hmm. and I tell people every picture which is your work tells a story And I, I think the magic today of any occupation, any profession, creative or not creative, is storytelling. And so it's very interesting that you created stories around your clothing, mm -hmm. and now you're creating You didn't stories. know that, right? No, I didn't <laughs> you know You just that. wore them. You just <laughs> bought them. Yeah. <laughs> and I was living the story, my yes, story, yes. in your clothes. Yes, you were, you were actually, of course, very important as a customer who fits into this piece of clothing. You know, you filled it with actual life. You know, it's not just a name and a story on paper. You were the person to bring it outside the shop, outside I, into the I world. And I have to say, your, your designs were very unique, so I felt very original. Thank you. When I wore your clothes. Thank you. That's so sweet. And so it's to me, the book has so many dimensions because of your work. It's not just the story that's being told there, mm -hmm. but it generates other stories mm -hmm. in people's heads. Mm -hmm. It could be the parents, it could be the grandparents, and it can be the child. You, know, you have no idea what... I, what ideas of my own I have when I, <laughs> when I draw, but you know I need to stick to your story. <laughs> no, yeah. of course it brings up ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so in a way, also with the ostrich, which you you love, every character we all had our favorite character. Mm -hmm. You know, mine first first one was the first picture of Steph 
in his playfulness with his herd and his devotion and their devotion to him. And that came out in your picture as well. And then he goes on his discovery path and he meets this ostrich who's a completely different animal. Yeah, she's such a such a lady, you know, and she yeah. she laughs at them actually. But the way he treat he meets her is he bumps into her trunk, right. and this is where mm -hmm. the it's a story of trunks, right? Yeah, it's a story of trunks, <laughs> and he th thinks, "Wow, here's another trunk," and then she, this feathery head comes flying out, mm -hmm. and it's a real discovery, and yeah. you capture that also nicely in your pictures thank you yeah. i'm happy yeah. that you like it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's very important and so uh, my next question is is this where you would like to concentrate your talent in children's books or do you have other uh, uh actually i'm projects right now working on on very different things i'm, I'm it's all you know in illustration but um It's, it's not that... Uh, they are different from each other. I have... Um, I love kids' books and they can also be for babies and I don't make an age difference there. But um, another one is rather romantic and another one, again, has a lot of suspense and, and is exciting and grown up in quotation marks, right? And what kind of illustrations then do you present in the grown-up well, um, stories? If you, if you make a kid's book, you need to keep the illustration kind of simple still. You can also keep it simple in a grown-up story, but you can also put more detail in it. And um, the, the persons or whoever is in the picture um, are very detailed and, and everything, but you know, a kid is appealed to certain features, certain things like big eyes, you know, and, and you know, the little animal and all these things. I take all these things very seriously and I wouldn't say my kids illustrations are childish and the grown-up ones are artistic I, I, I take a take every job very seriously as I have fun doing it you yeah, know of it's 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 very important um, but you know there is not a singer who only sings ballads for example so I'm not a, an illustrator who only draws kids books and I would find it also boring to only do flowers or only elephants you know I'm sorry I'm looking forward to what If there ever comes you know, a sequel to your book, I love the elephant, but I also love to do other things, you know. So yes, there are also different styles. You can become more rough when you have something grown up or more suspense. It's wilder and, and you can become very tranquil and very w calm when it's uh, about a, an animal standing by a lake, you yeah. know. And um, I think I discussed with you how When writing the story, it was difficult for me because I always envisioned a, a film. Mm -hmm. The story was of a running film. There was yeah, I can relate and, to that. And, and, and this is something that perhaps is another project, but it's a, a dream to make a film. Yeah, but of, it's good that you story. have this in the back of your head, running, because then your work filmish. Then your work becomes filmish. I draw also like um, 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 a storyboard you know a little bit when I when I when I draw believe it or not on the elephant I was thinking about Netflix I was <laughs> thinking about Disney, Disney. Yeah. not Dumbo though no I was thinking no, I was no. thinking film-ish yeah um, because uh, if, um, you know 
if you if you put if you make an illustration like a tree or something like you make it like you can see the leaves waving in the wind you know not static not dead then it is film ish your, thinking your pictures, and filmish drawing your pictures are far from dead yes they're very lively and they're moving alive. pictures they're moving pictures hence and, film <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly and one of the my challenges was trying to put a moving image mm -hmm. into text mm -hmm. and it's it's very very difficult it's have you told I, your listeners um what kind of interactions you also wanted to build into the book at first you don't want to tell that about the the the, the buzzing and, and the, oh yes and oh, yes the, and the, the first the first idea the which toot? is yeah <laughs> is that I wanted the book to be interactive and that the kids could make the noises of the elephant toot or the snake's hiss. It's actually a great idea. And, um, and I found out then later that it's very costly for a publisher mm -hmm. to try to create such a, yes. a book. So first we have to make this book famous mm -hmm. and then they, will, they can add, add this on. And that's yeah. for the small kids that they can learn who's making the toot sound and mm -hmm. who's making the hiss sound and it's and what yeah, sound the, does a does a hippo make anyway hippo makes a <laughs> splash or a splash sound and, yeah but <laughs> it was the, with these two buttons and they were mm -hmm. throughout the book yeah and yes, yeah that's to me it, it's book. very important to have an interaction but they were already still thinking film huh? but there like i'm already yeah thinking film and i, I like guess that. that's what we had in common mm -hmm. too and we can still imagine this turning into a, a film, mm -hmm. the story of Chris and Steph. So, yeah, cool. And so, is there any, um, when you, when you put, well, we just discussed putting things in motion, um, mm -hmm. and you talked, we talked about storytelling as well, um, and the magic, right. you know, mm -hmm. we have, Magic seems to be the common word throughout our, our, our story and our experience. And I must say that my main motive is to create joy and spread the joy. And you can see when, when the kids look at your pictures and they hear the story and they, they laugh. My son laughed out loud. I told this to him when he was very small. And he laughed out so loud when, when the elephant thought this was a trunk <laughs> and it is Cute. kind of a funny moment yes, and it was very spontaneous on my side everybody loves loud when i when i tell them the story yeah yes yeah. It's, it's just a great idea yeah and so this is joy mm -hmm. and you can imagine the joy happening also not just reading and looking at the pictures and learning the story but also through the motions of of the, the presentation the media that one uses mm -hmm. and so i was wondering if there are different medias that you not just can well, I'm a big I'm a, along with a with a um, I would say a flat you know piece of paper in this case um, my favorite medium is definitely film I, I, I love film I, I, my husband and I we, we watch series every night almost we are binge watching you know and and I can I, I, of course I see drawings and when I watch, look at that and I see um, possibilities and I think about stories that I have made and you know also our story and how I would put that into a film and yes this is um, you know the, the 
the, the light play and the bodies in motion and the waves and in water and all these things. And that's why probably the impressionists in art history, um, now I become academic, but I'm sorry, uh, the most inspirational ones for me, the, those masters from the impressionism, because they were able to catch the light and the flickering and the, you know, the, the air. You could breathe the air. You stand in front of a, a Monet picture and you can smell the summer. And that's what I want to achieve. Of course, I want to earn money, but yeah. my biggest reward is when somebody says, "Wow, this is such a beautiful picture! I can, I can, I want to touch that." It's you know, magical. It's magical. magical. And that yeah. was the same with the fashion, by the way. Um, when somebody, you know, pulled when they pulled all their money together just to have this jacket, and they said, "I had never such a beautiful jacket before." Come on, yeah. that's a reward. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I find in in my quest for something new and going into self-publishing or writing a kinder book, a mm -hmm. children's book, after being in the world of finance, which many would say is boring, mm -hmm. but it wasn't boring because it was also all about storytelling. I had to encounter obstacles, I would say, or barriers bet. or challenges, mm -hmm. challenges and that They were mostly in the idea of trying to put a, a story that I told my son into writing. I've already discussed that. But also then putting an English story into German. That was brave. And it's it was, you would think you just have to translate it. But it's not just a translation. No. It's a different language. Yes. It's a different culture. It's a different perception of mm -hmm. how these characters interact mm -hmm. and that to me was formidable did you have certain challenges when you decided to sell the store and go on this new well when i wake up in the morning i feel the challenge already <laughs> life is a challenge it's a challenger you know and it's not always easy and uh, i also want to hide and and you know you want to go around challenges but um you can tell that um We, we don't call them barriers for a reason, you and I, right? We say challenges. Why do we do that? Because we grow in them. They are important for us. And it's how you take those challenges. It's, um, you need to be da daring. You need to be courageous. You cannot be courageous all the time. I'm not saying I'm courageous every day. But in general, you need to be a whole lot more courageous than if you go always the non-risking path Right. I mean, if you um, if you if you take the challenges every day. Okay, I can I can say the most the biggest challenge for most people I have encountered in my life is that they are afraid of not not succeeding. To fail is a is a big anxiety of people, and I also have that. Everybody has that. I think it's also normal because it protects you also from very wrong steps. But in general, people should be more daring. Try it. Uh, just do it. Yeah, just, just do, do it. it. Yeah. And, and we are in such a material world that they always count their shekels, you know. They want to know everything. And it, is it worth it? Or do I get a... Uh, how much is that? Dare. Do it. You can fail. You can grow on your mistakes. No risk, no fun. They I've say I've never that. heard that. <laughs> no risk, no fun. Yeah. Yes, it, because the fear paralyzes you, you know. And daring sets us free. And this is what... 
I want InvestaVision to be all about. It's, it's taking the risk, which is the investment, or, mm-hmm. or having the vision, and then taking the risk and seeing how it transpires. And people have challenged my use of the word invest because mm-hmm. it's associated with finance. But for, for me, there's a lot of soft factors in investment, and this is more pertinent for you than perhaps for me. But you have to in- invest a lot of time, a lot of energy, mm-hmm. a lot of bravery, mm-hmm. and um, s- positive expectations. And just the idea that you can achieve something that will bring you satisfaction and, and, and joy, perhaps. And that would be how I would characterize one's return on investment. It doesn't have to be just financial, and there's much too much emphasis on the financial. It's just very important, I think, that when people have a goal or a vision, that they realize that it takes a number of factors to make it a reality. And in your case, I find it also very beautiful because you came from this, you came from this long career under, amongst men in a men's world, in the high rises of Wall Street or the Frankfurter Börse or whatever, you know? That was my fun. <laughs> yes, and, and I bet you enjoyed it. You look like it. <laughs> but, um, you know, but now you're doing uh, something totally different. And of course you use this terminology. And uh, as I said before, you probably write with the terminology. But for me, the, who was not a Wall Street person and has never been, it's, um, I, it's like work. I don't define it as work, so I don't define it as investment. No, it's not okay. work. It's fun. It's all okay. fun. Okay. That's, an, that's an important point. So I think we've discussed a lot of your our activities together and your prospects as an illustrator. I really wanted to take this chance to to introduce you and to associate you with not only my uh, my projects but our projects together and I want to emphasize that we will put all your contact and your people can look for you in the show notes thank you that's really and good. so that you can that's very nice and mm-hmm. and that people can then discover your website and what other activities you are up to and I have to say there are big chances that we'll have another story with similar characters or the same characters and they will all continue their adventure but this time i'm not the snake i'm telling you yeah. i am not the snake <laughs> <laughs> and and you you don't have to be the snake thank you <laughs> and and the final a, a final point between you and me is that the story does end quite positively they become very good friends and They take chances. They take real chances. So you are promoting the next book already? Well, maybe. Okay. Maybe, yeah. I'm looking forward. <laughs> yeah. Because, it, you know, people are asking me, you know, mm-hmm. is there another one? You know, they like the story so much. And so maybe I, maybe I have to. You should deliver. I have yeah, to. We have to. But Thank I really do much. appreciate that you, you've come on board and, and, and done this. Thank you very much, Stephanie. Thank you for inviting me here today. And helping me make it a success. Yeah, thank you very much. Again, those money terms. Yeah. Well, it's not success. It is. It is. Happiness. Yeah. Cheers to that. Joy. Joy. Here's to the joy. Thank you so much, Christian, for coming on board for episode two of InvestiVision's second series. 
Links to Christian's website and other works can be found in the show notes. You have now heard another part of the story, but it is not complete without seeing the entire illustrated books. Links to Steph Finds a Friend and Steph Findet einen Freund can also be found in the show notes with chances to purchase or find the Berlin bookstores carrying them in the blog, also with a link in the show notes. Our next episodes will follow with interviews with related experts, teachers, parents, and grandparents, and kids who will express feedback, ideas, and their own adventures inspired by Steph's adventure and exploration with his new friend, Chris. There's still lots of exploring to do. Please stay tuned and visit www.invest-a-vision.com and click on the podcast link to express your feedback and ideas or rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. In the show notes, you will also find links to Steph Finds a Friend in English and Steph Findet einen Freund auf Deutsch. I look forward to your participation next time. And until then, auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye.